welcome. Hello. And welcome back to the internet. My name's Matt. Eads, if you wanted to know. Hi, it's just me today. We're going to talk about some video game news. Little abridged uh, version of the pod here. I started working again this week, so I am truly exhausted. The first week back is... Uh, oh, man. It's it's something. It's... Uh, boy, oh, boy. Digging holes in the sun. and it's uh, it, it was a long quarantine. I'm out of shape, so... We're going to do a uh, a little solo dolo show here for you. And this will be up for everybody. Usually, when these solo shows go up, uh, you can find them on the Patreon. They usually don't go up on the regular feed. So if you head on over to patreon.com slash talkingrecklesspodcast, you can find uh, extra shows, longer versions of our regular show, and uh, the anime podcast, a couple other things as well. Go check that out. And we'll be, uh, I swear, (laughs) I know I keep saying it, we'll be getting back to the anime podcast uh, pretty soon here. It was a it was a wild weekend. We watched the SummerSlam last night. Me and Warren, Brando, a couple friends, and actually that was that was it. I guess. Oh, Kevin, Kevin was there also, and uh, I got like inexplicably, unwarrantedly sick. I got extremely sick. Uh, not. I don't think it was a result of like binge drinking. I wasn't really drunk, and it was uh, it, it was like excessive. I was up all night just. Oh, man, but we're here to talk about the video games that we love to play, or in the case of Halo Infinite, co-op, not play. Boom! 343 and uh, Microsoft announced earlier in the week that Oh Infinite will not launch with uh, Forge, which is their, their map creator tool, or co-op campaign, which is kind of a staple for Halo. I'm I'm racking my brain and trying to think if there was you could always campaign online certainly i know i know we lost uh, split screen at some point yeah you could definitely because i think i've played them co-op with uh, warren pretty much through all of them not having co-op campaign is is a like this will be the first halo game of many how many halo games have there been how many halo i get a first person shooter games have there been uh, okay, three is incorrect, but <laughs> we could probably list them, right? Halo, Halo 2, Halo 3, Halo 3 ODST, Halo Reach, Halo 4, Halo 5. That's probably it. That's probably it. You can hear my bad kitty scratching her chin so hard that it's picking up in the microphone. Goodness me. Uh, go check out the stream as well if you want to see. She's been, like, uh, all over Kevin and I. We were streaming uh, Storybook Brawl yesterday, if you want to check out that VOD. And she, she just could not get enough of us. was, like, climbing all over us. She had her cone on because she was scratching herself up. And Hmm. Hopefully she stops. Uh, a lot of Halo games. Ba- back from that tangent. A lot of Halo games. Every single one of those has had co-op campaign. And... It's been different from game to game. In Halo 1, on, on Legendary, if a person died, it didn't matter. In Halo 2, if a person died, it uh, it would reset you on Legendary. Because Halo 1, you kind of ended up on Legendary co-op anyways, if you got stuck. One person would run forward and, and do the shooting and play the Halo, and one person would just kind of hang back and be the like respawn point. 
and you know maybe switch every now and again it's like oh god I'm, i've had enough i need i need a break i'm gonna go sit back here and the co-op friend will take over so it's gonna be different it's gonna be really weird i know there's a lot of people who don't even play legendary unless they're doing it co-op which uh, is probably the type of halo player i am these days a uh, little bit of talk out of old joe staten he is the uh head of infinite creative head of infinite and uh Basically, he just says, you know, we're focusing on getting the game out. We, we kind of made some decisions on features we weren't going to worry about for launch and, and just focus on the core experience, which, which makes a lot of sense. But it's also sort of wild when you remember that game was supposed to be out in October of last year. And here we are now. Uh, not only is it not out, but it's like, hey, we got, mm, we're going to cut these features to, uh, to make sure we make launch. Like the that October release date is is so crazy, man. Do you remember that they like announced it like Halo Infinite it's coming out and then it wasn't very long, few weeks if that. They were like, nope, it's delayed. After everybody got really mad about Craig the Sad Brute, who is in many ways my spirit animal. Quick story here that there is a new PS3 model that popped up in Australia. Uh, the only difference is it is 300 grams lighter, and the screw on the bottom, which I didn't even know it had, there's like a screw hidden in the stand, that uh, you can screw it in by hand now, I guess, instead of needing a screwdriver, which makes sense. 300 grams, how much does the thing weigh? PS5 weight, what kind of reduction is this? It weighs uh, 3,600 grams, so that's like just, just under 10%. Not bad, I guess. Not insignificant. Not, like, super significant. But it's not going to be the difference between your entertainment system collapsing or not. I, I get, Actually, it might be, you know? They say there is the, the grain of rice that breaks the camel's back. Maybe it's the 300 grams and the hand screw. There's a story out of uh, Eurogamer here earlier in the week. The uh, Outrider developers, People Can Fly... PCF. Uh, they're claiming that Square Enix has uh, failed to pay them royalty fees for the game Outriders, which was that third-person shooter launched on Game Pass, and uh, I, I, it wasn't terrible. I don't know. I didn't put a ton of time into it. It was pretty broken when uh, it launched, but uh, the company said here that um, the, lo the long and the short, there's a lot of business speak, but the long and the short of it was, or is rather, Square Enix had to pay royalties by uh, June the 30th. It's now past June the 30th. And apparently the, uh, the company president, the uh, People Can Fly president, is saying they don't have sales figures for Outriders, which seems kind of weird. Maybe a... Maybe maybe that's a result of being on Game Pass, but you would have to imagine that, that th th those downloads would be, like, wrapped up in a contract in some way that... Like, how do you not have sales figures is kind of what I don't understand. Maybe that's a publisher-level thing, and they don't trickle it down to the developers. That It seems weird, but uh, they say that they estimate sales between 2 and 3 million units and uh, assumed that this was a result that would ensure profitability for the project in the first quarter sales. The lack of payment by the publisher probably means that, according to Square Enix, this is not the case. 
which is really interesting. They don't know how many copies they sold. And even at a ballpark of two to three million units, they, they don't know if they're profitable. I don't, it, it seems so strange. It seems so like all this stuff is delivered digitally. And, and, and like in, in the age of technology, in today's day and age where, you know, we can interpret sales numbers and, and all sorts of crazy statistics from reading between the lines and using these analysis tools. Like, how do you not know how many copies your game sold? And, and furthermore, how is there no communication? Like if your game didn't reach profitability or, or whatever the bar for royalties is, you'd think Square Enix would be like, Hey, sorry, our regret to inform you that. And there's another really interesting bit of speculation here from the uh, people can fly president where they say, uh, perhaps it was caused by some elements of Square Enix's sales policy, the details of which we do not know. What? Such as partnerships uh, concluded by the publisher with distribution platforms or entities offering Outriders as an addition to their products. So again, it sounds like they... It, it really sounds like they just ship the game off to Square Enix, and then Square puts it out wherever, including uh, Game Pass, I guess, and... As, as packings for graphics cards or whatever. So strange. Absolutely. Very, very unusual. Uh, so there's, I guess, I guess this is ongoing. There is a, a uh, now public call to action from People Can Fly. Talking about it here on the podcast. And uh, we'll see what, what comes of that. Square Enix even said as well in, in June, I remember, they said that they were like surprised, pleasantly surprised, I believe was the, the exact wording by the success of Outriders, which uh, the, the, the quote here is the digital sales ratio for the title have been very high and uh, their decision to make Outriders available with Microsoft's Xbox Game Pass as soon as the title launch also worked in its favor which seems to go counter to this whole situation. Very strange. Publishers. It, it, they uh, truly, uh, working at Bioware right when they got acquired by EA and just the hard shift of... I, I wasn't there before, so I guess I don't really know, but they, they took seven years to make Dragon Age, and uh, we did Dragon Age 2 in 11 months, so you can kind of see the, the EA influence and... Bioware is by no means the only situation where EA specifically has picked up companies and then ran them into the ground. There's a story this week about a security flaw in Valve's wallet. Uh, Some hacker figured out how to basically add unlimited funds to their Steam wallet. And it's, I'm reading over the technical kind of how it was done and it's, uh, it seems like a weird kind of specific bug that you had to have an email that uh, included the phrase amount 100 and intercepting of of uh, payment posts and things. And it's a little above my pay grade, but uh, Valve, well, this this hacker reported the bug, which is uh, pretty, pretty kind of them. And Valve paid them a $7,500 bug bounty. So there you go. I like the idea of the bug bounty system i don't know i like the idea of of hackers doing good you know the robin hood of the internet 
although and I guess they're not really redistributing wealth in any meaningful way here, but uh, $7,500? Is that, is that enough, do you think? Infinite money to the Steam wallet? You know? Do you think they could have maybe, maybe negotiate? Well, see, I was thinking more like 75000 I don't know. Seems not to not to shake a stick at seventy five hundred dollars by any means, but seems a little low. Come on, Gabe. Five hundred five games is uh, apparently well. This is, this is rumored. We're going to kind of do a little bit of of uh, narrow eyed interpretation here. Uh, Alan Wake Two may be in full production. Something is in full production at. Uh, 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 Remedy, pardon me. 505 is the publishers. Um, they have like a bunch of projects in the works right now. They have two projects. They're p- getting published through Epic, which whatever those are, who knows? You think one of them's Fortnite related? Do you th- like in in the multiversal? What is reality? universe they've set up metaverse that they've set up uh it almost i i don't dig it really not okay listen fortnite is fine thanos and and marvel characters coming to fortnite cool and i have kratos great i think that stuff is fun and stupid and and who cares but there is a a a, a like permanence uh, uh an officialness that if if control stuff shows up in Fortnite or or some kind of cross universe project, the the greatest crossover event ever, it would be it would be like real in control in a way that I I just don't like. I just don't like. I don't know. But who knows what they're doing? That is a I I can't imagine AAA game project would uh describe a Fortnite thing. Um, they're also working on something smaller, which a okay. I'm I'm as as I read this first further and unpack it more. I guess the one of the Epic Games is thought to be out Al, the Alan Wake sequel, which is interesting, and that's what's moving into full production. Uh, and the the second smaller scale game is also in full production as well. That must be something Control-themed, right? They have to be working on something. Unless Alan Wake 2 is... Uh, it gets so weird. <laughs> if you played Control, the, the last DLC for the first Control game, the only Control game at the moment, was Alan Wake comes into the universe, basically. We, we tie him into the story in a meaningful way. Well, listen, I say meaningful. Go listen to our spoiler cast on Control. That is a, a hell of a dissection of that game uh something must be control right 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 also they're working on the multiplayer spin-off game from control so i I don't really know what's going on at that remedy right now it seems like they're making four or five different games one of which might be alan wake 2 one of which might be control two or, or whatever uh one of which is the multiplayer control game and that leaves the mystery second epic published product whatever that is gonna be 
uh, Jeff Grubb of Grub Snacks fame, I suppose, of, uh, of the internet, known rumor monger, Jeff Grubb, says uh, he heard that Remedy is going to be making Alan Wake 2 with Epic as its publisher, so I guess that is where that rumor stems from. And uh, Jeff is usually pretty good, pretty spot on. You know, I, I believe that Jeff Grubb was told that. Whether the source was accurate is always a, you know, a little bit of a, a question mark. But again, if you trust Jeff Grubb's reporting, you assume he wouldn't repeat that unless, unless he had good verification for it. Very last quick little story I want to do here is, uh, this is on Forbes, or off of Forbes, I suppose. 93% of Hades console sales are on PlayStation which is really interesting. I, I, so I don't think this includes Switch. I believe this is comparing Xbox and uh, PlayStation. And Hades launched on PlayStation... Uh, well, I was going to say PlayStation Game Pass. Hades launched on uh, Xbox Game Pass. And, and there's always been that question mark of, you know, how do Game Pass games sell, right? Do, or, or do they sell? Or do people just play them through the service and then... What I've noticed personally with with using Game Pass is that uh, there are games I'll play on there and and they'll rotate out and then months or a year later I'll be like ah you know I could play some more Crusader Kings three or whatever that was see what's up with that game and you go to you go to fire it up and realize you don't have it and they are quick to hit you with a hey well this is uh, this is on sale on Game Pass you know you wanna you wanna save thirty percent off or whatever and so it's. It's, it, I always wonder, and we don't, I think, really have good data on that yet. Game Pass maybe hasn't been around. I mean, it has been around for quite a while, but, uh, you know, they, they play pretty close to the chest with their sales numbers. And there is a train of thought here. I, I guess this is the, the, like, fiscally correct way of thinking that if the uh, Hades developers who, man, I'm so bad for it. Uh, I should know this. Supergiant, if uh, Supergiant gets as much or more money from Microsoft than those 93% of Sony sales, then, then who cares, right? If it's the same, doesn't matter. But if Microsoft is paying them less for it to be on Game Pass, or again, however that works, we're not really sure. I, I think Phil Spencer has kind of obliquely hinted that it's based on how many downloads a game gets and uh, every deal is negotiated differently. And um, we, we've seen like that sort of data from the Epic Store with their free games. But unfortunately, we don't really have it for Game Pass yet. It's just really... In, 93% of sales. That's, that's pretty crazy. That, I think that paints a really good picture of how many people have Game Pass. You know, Hades, I think Hades, I think Hades has the clout to sell. Like it's, if you're, if you're at all informed in games, you probably know what Hades is and maybe didn't have a way to play it until right now. 93% for every thousand copies that sell on PS4 and PS5, only what, 70 copies sell on Xbox 7%. That's wild. That is truly wild. I have a lot of thoughts about Game Pass these days. It, uh, it, it costs me the full price now. My dollar per month uh, deal ran out. And, and now it's... I find myself 
weighing the value proposition of it, I mm, I love having access to all these games, but I'm just such a such a like picky eater when it comes to games. Where like oh, I'll play two hours of this and and put it down and maybe never come back to it. And I don't know, it's very strange. I wanted to play. It happened to me twice this week. I wanted to play Frostpunk. I saw. I was like, oh, Frostpunk Two's coming out. Oh, cool. I'm gonna I'm gonna fire Frostpunk on Game Pass and and maybe do another playthrough of that. That's fun. And it's of course rotated out and. Uh, Almost got me. <laughs> Almost got me. It was, oh, man, 66% off or whatever, huh? Hmm. But I, I refrained. It was free on Steam, actually, so I just played it on Steam for the weekend and, and got my fill. But Game Pass, it's really interesting. And, and Sony's complete, well, not complete. They have kind, not really, but sort of equivalent services. Not nearly as fleshed out or to the scale that Microsoft does. But their adamant refusal to, um, um, they're probably working on something in the background. You know, there's probably a, a PlayStation Game Pass program being, being thought of at the very least. But their public stance, at least till now, has been very, we believe in selling you a now $80 or $90 game. And, and we believe in generational breaks, even though they didn't really stick to that as they as they release games but you know, jim ryan came out there and, and said yeah you're gonna you're not gonna be able to play these ps5 games on ps4s we believe in in generational breaks because some bullshit about how that's what you the gamer want and it's a really interesting space right now the the competition feels almost like it's never been fiercer it's not the kind of uh the, the acidic like fanboy it's not Don Matrick coming out in a, in a bathrobe and a Ferrari on the stage or whatever that was. You know, it's, it's very... People seem to play nice nowadays. You sort of have to, it seems. But the, the, the competition totally seems to be heating up. Microsoft buying out Bethesda and... Like, them having PlayStation-exclusive games and getting bought by Microsoft and the question mark of, like, well... Now what? And and the thought that Elder Scrolls Six is going to be, correct me if I'm wrong. If they not, is it, is it Starfield? One of those is going to be a Xbox exclusive. Is mind blowing. Like the biggest games in the industry. Um, yeah, Starfield confirmed it will be a, a Windows exclusive. Exclusive. So PC and uh, Xbox Series X and S. Wild. Absolutely crazy. If. The uh, I'm just going to do a quick search here for Elder um, Scrolls Six and see if we've heard anything. But that that would be like a absolute industry shaking event. That would be not not since Final Fantasy was no longer on Nintendo. Like, the, can you imagine? Uh, it's just been rumored. I see. F- Phil Spencer has apparently hinted that it probably will be. Uh, home on well he says that uh, likely Elder Scrolls 6's new home will be on Xbox and its Game Pass subscription service which is really interesting as well I also wonder if we might at some point see Game Pass exclusive games Game Pass games on Game Pass only games that you can't just buy and I bet we will at some point but the the kind of question becomes well what scale of game do you do that with if it was Elder Scrolls 6, if, if it's any, like, big, full-priced, $80, $90 game, 
putting it on Game Pass and and saying like, well, you, you can't buy it for eighty dollars, but you can play it for whatever it is, sixteen ninety nine a month. Like that has a a certain appeal to it. On the other side, there will be the people who adamantly are against and hate Game Pass and want to own their game and and buy it on a disc, even though many of the console, well, not on the Xbox side, I suppose, but consoles are more and more starting to ship without disc drives. I can see both sides of it. That's where the uh, the, the the vitriol, the the acidic fanboyisms, start to uh, creep into it. Let me know what you think. You can uh, drop me comments on the Patreon if you're a patron. I uh, I respond to pretty much pretty much every one of them. I read every single one of them at the very least. You can uh, join our Discord, which you can find just by going to our website, talkingreckless.com. And uh, you can check out the Patreon as well over at patreon.com slash talkingrecklesspodcast. I owe people shirts. They're coming. Uh, I owe people anime podcasts. They're coming. Just got back to work this week and, uh, you know, had to have to make some money to get these shirts printed and things. So it'll all kind of fall into place here. But if you want to go lend your monetary support over there, I would very much appreciate it. You can get the longer version of the Talk Merkless podcast, usually 20 to 30 minutes, extra talk, extra banter, sometimes more. And you can get uh, the anime podcast. You can get everything. Every single piece of Patreon content is uh, yours for $5 a month. So cheap, cheap. What is that? Like a couple cents a day, a few cents a day, and uh, it helps pay for all these microphones and things, foam. And now that I'm working, I think my well, as an electrician, I get paid reasonably well, and I'm sort of thinking maybe I'll spend like a ridiculous amount on a studio, more than more than anyone should spend for a podcast of this size. But uh, that'll that'll come in the future. Thank you very much. Go. Uh, oh, let's check what the film club's doing here before I depart. The Discord Talking Reckless Film Club is currently voting on... This channel is so active that I have to scroll up 27,000 messages to find this week's vote. Uh, Chaos Theory slash Butterfly Effect Films are what they're voting on. So... Let's see what we have here right now. Uh, Current nominees are Mr. Nobody. Haven't seen Southland Tales, which I have seen. And is... I I don't remember if Southland Tales is good. I don't think so. It has The Rock, I know. Uh, Butterfly Effect, which is good. Man, Ashton Kutcher. Looper, Back to the Future, Triangle, Frequency, and Synchronic. I'm going to go in there right now, actually, and nominate... uh, Primer. Primer is a good chaos theory slash uh, uh, time magic movie, which uh, I'm going to nominate right now. I nominate Primer. It's as easy as that. Just join the Film Club channel. There's a... We have it kind of split up so that when you join the Discord, there aren't 26,000 channels just attacking your face. So you, uh, you go into the serve and rolls... Uh, channel and then you just kind of click whatever emoji you want for the club so you know if you want to join the minecraft channel there's a button for that if you want to join the the pot smoking talk channel there's a button for that anime channel we got all sorts of stuff thanks so much for your support we'll see you a little bit later in the week here for some anime we're gonna finish iron-blooded orphans i promise i promise as long as we're not digging holes again for five days in the plus 700 degree heat Oh, and remember, you can always write in emails to podcast at talkingreckless.com. All right, that's all I have to say. Other than take care of yourselves, 
and we'll see you here next week on the next episode of the Talking Reckless Podcast. Yeah.